Are we there yet? Only the Lord knows how many kids have asked that question as they sat in car seats pounding Cheerios by the handful. Are we there yet? And only the Lord knows how many eye rolls parents have given when they hear that question for the 16th time in 60 seconds. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? But you know, it's, it's not just a three-year-old phase, this whole idea of are we there yet? Because what's the underlying thing behind that? It's instant gratification, right? You ask, are we there yet? Because you want to be there right now, right that second. It's not just a three-year-old thing. It's not even just an American thing, although we talk about that instant immediate gratification thing a lot. It's a humanity thing. It's a human being phenomenon. See, by nature, we like to take the path of least resistance. By nature, if we can shortcut pain and get pleasure, we take it. And if we walk with God as we do, bearing our crosses, if we can find a shortcut to throw off that cross, we long for it. See, so often you and I are unwilling to take up our cross and follow Jesus, to walk that lonely road with him. But even though we're unwilling, our God, he is and was willing Jesus didn't take any shortcuts. He took that long road to Calvary. And because he did, it changed everything for you and for me. See, that's what was on Jesus' mind as he was confronted by the Pharisees here. He's on his way to Jerusalem for Holy Week, and now he hits a detour. And maybe you could sense the spilling, seeming sympathies here of the Pharisees. When they come to Jesus and they say to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. No, in other words, Jesus, be rational. What rational person willingly walks into a situation where your safety is going to be at risk? Lord, stay away from our stomping grounds. If you go into that city, you will die. Don't take that risk. Now, maybe you're catching some echoes from last week when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by the devil. This is basically the first temptation again. Jesus, after 40 days, right, he's hungry, hasn't eaten anything, and during all those days, and now the devil says, well, hey, you're the son of God. You can just make this stone into bread. That's no problem for you. Instant gratification. And just like then, right here, Jesus refuses that. If he takes this shortcut that avoids the cross, everything's lost. Immediate gratification leads to permanent loss, and he wasn't going to do that. But I don't, know, I don't know about you, but as you think about Jesus' determination, maybe you're starting to think about your and my lack of determination at times. I mean, every day we're confronted with shortcuts that on the surface seem to say, this is how you can avoid all of this pain. But all those shortcuts do is lead us further and further away from that crosswalk we want to be on with Jesus. It's one of the most difficult things for a Christian to do, but it's one of the most important arts for the child of God to learn. Denying yourself. The ability to say no to yourself and your desires, it is something we can only do. The Holy Spirit strengthening us in our walk of faith. And you know as well as I do that it is just so hard to say no to what we want and what we think we need. I mean, think about how this plays out throughout the lifetime of a human being. 
a three-year-old, right? I want to go to Disney World right now. I don't want to be in the car for 12 hours, cramped up. Immediate gratification. They get older, middle school, high school, those teen years. You want the quick and easy route to popularity and fitting in and not being left out. And it becomes really easy to take shortcuts away from our crosswalk that seem on the surface to give you friends, but in the end it drifts you further from Jesus. And then, then you get to be a young adult. And you want that easy road of success and recognition and achievement. And so you do some things that maybe are unethical, maybe not what the Bible says, but hey, I could get here, I could get to that place I want to go. But in the end, that shortcut leads you away from what really matters and what your identity truly is. And the older you get, you try to find those shortcuts to stay relevant, to stay active. And finally, the closer and closer you get to meeting Jesus face-to-face for the first time, all the pains of life hit you, whether it's physical pain, emotional pain. As you get more life experiences, and you all know this, the more life experiences you have, the more griefs and sorrows that follow you, and you just long for peace of mind. And all those things we're looking for immediate gratification, and so often we're so unwilling to see our Savior who stands in the midst of all of it, his arms wide open, wanting to gather us to him. See, we look at our path before us, it's littered with thorns and littered with crosses, and every natural fiber of our being says, don't do that. That is all that pain, all that suffering, Why would you go through that? It's not worth it. And yet Jesus, despite our unwilling hearts, he wouldn't take the shortcut. He loves you too much. He was determined. He would press on. I mean, just look at the sheer determination of his love as he responds to the Pharisees here. He replied, Go tell that fox, talking about Herod, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and on the third day. I will reach my goal. In other words, if I take this shortcut, everything's lost. All my work of releasing people from the slavery to Satan that they have, all my work of releasing people, freeing them from sin's disease and its effects, it would all come undone. I will not take this shortcut. I love my people far too much. I will press on. On the third day, and you know exactly what day that was, on the third day, all will know the worth of my journey. Even for all the times that we stumble, even for all the times that we look for shortcuts, Jesus, his determination led him on to walk through all of our thistles and thorns that we too could walk with him. He does the carrying We simply get to walk with him. And as we see Jesus here, rebuking the Pharisees as he should, reminding them of who he is, the next verse shows us something a little bit different. See, Jesus, as he thought about you and me and all of his people, he knew he had to press on. And yet we see the Son of God's heart breaking here. Maybe you saw it in verse 34, that deep pathos, that compassionate chorus of Jesus' heart spilling all over as he thinks about his people. I mean, just look at verse 34. I don't know how the atmosphere of your soul doesn't change when you hear what Jesus says. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, 
How often I've longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And you, you were not willing. Jesus' resolute heart spills with love. Here he is standing there with his arms wide open for his family. And all they do is respond with scoffing sounds and grimacing faces and backs turned. And you know this as well as I do. It's not just people in Jerusalem in 30 AD. It's people in Clarksville, Maryland, 2022 AD. Our God is so willing. He wants so badly to give us what all of our deepest desires are. He wants to give us security. That no amount of inflation, no amount of high gas prices, even if gas is $10 a gallon tomorrow, there's a security we have in Jesus that nothing in this world can take from us. He wants to give you and me peace. Peace that even if this world sees World War 1000 happen, his peace will not be lost. It transcends understanding and it's always with us. Hope. That even right now as a church, we don't know how we're going to move forward. But it's the hope that we have in Jesus who says to us, I have a plan. In fact, I will do everything for the good of my people who have been called according to my purpose. You don't have to fear. I'll walk with you and I'll bring you to where I need you to go. Jesus, the willing God, he gives us the unwilling peace, hope, and confidence because his grace has overwhelmed us through the word and through the sacraments. Jesus, our willing God, despite all the times that we fall and our determination to follow him, He's our perfect substitute. And so when Jesus looks at you and God looks at you and me, he sees himself. So we're washed in his blood. We walk in his determined steps. We tread our way home. See, it's on this journey that we find the mathematical reality of Christianity. That cross equals blessedness. That denying self equals glory. Even as we walk through this place called the valley of the shadow of death, there's a lamppost on that journey. A lamppost that calls himself the light of the world. That even when you and I are stuck in the stillness of suffering, not even know what to think next, let alone what to do next, he calls to us very simply in whispering ways, I'm here for you. I've gone down this road for you. And I know that waiting is hard for you. I know it's hard to not see what all the big picture is, but just trust me. You won't be disappointed. Forget shortcuts and just follow me because I'm going to take you to a place you can't even begin to imagine. See, that's the willing God for the unwilling me. That's the God who offers you and me full, complete forgiveness for every time we fall. That's the God that leads us to turn away from all the shortcuts that are there that tempt us to think that that's how we can cope through life and process things. I mean, maybe for you, that whole idea of comfort food is real. You feel this emptiness, this void within, and so you try to fill that with eating, but that wholeness you're looking for, you know you're not going to find it there. And that's the beauty of Jesus' gospel call to us through the Bible, through baptism, through the Lord's Supper. It points you back to where comfort truly is found. That's at the cross and the empty tomb. That's in his forgiving hands. Now maybe for you, you struggle with a low self-image. Where you look at yourself and you see all of your warts so clearly and you see how 
all the things that are wrong with you. And so you turn to things at times like gossiping to try to build yourself up while lowering somebody else. But of course, you know, you just feel more empty after that. But now, because you are willing through faith, you can wash your hands and see the water coming out of that faucet. And all of a sudden, that water reminds you of your baptismal identity. That even if you and I feel like we are worthless, our baptism tells us you are worth everything to Jesus. That even if you were the only person on the planet that he had to die to save, he would have done it. Because God is greater than our hearts. And your worth to him is beyond telling. I know you and I were so quick to try to find distractions from all the things going on around us, whether it's TV shows or Netflix or going down articles on our phone, but what if we put all that aside, we unplugged and just spent five minutes just thinking about Jesus and how he walked this road for us? To think about his compassion for us, to think about the fact that the God of the universe cares so deeply for you and me, those five minutes, I promise you, will make all the challenges in your life all of a sudden become a whole lot less because you know it's waiting for you. Like Paul told us, the heavenly citizenship we have, that is where we're going. And nothing can take that away from us, now or ever. We have a willing God. And we are willing by faith to walk those same steps with him because our hope is in our Redeemer. And though we fall, his love is sure. For he has said that he will deliver and he's going to take us to that golden shore. See, that's what we have waiting for us. We have the keys to heaven in our hands right now. And so no matter what this life brings, you know the destination. And no shortcut is going to be worth following for that. Because you're looking forward to being there. Capital T, when we say, are we there? Capital T yet, meaning heaven. You're never going to want that journey to end. Because you're going to be side by side with Jesus. And I'm so glad we have all eternity to do that. Because that's the journey we've been looking for. And that's the journey where we'll never ask, are we there yet again? Because we'll know. And that's the place we'll always get to be. Amen. And to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Savior, be all glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen.